Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And it's a Monday, so you know what that means. We have some college football talk with our man over at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That would be Harold Grader, the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl on X at Harold Greater Harold, how uh, how was your weekend? Gabe, great weekend. Saw you Friday yeah, night saw at you the Friday. ball game. That, that was, was great. fun. The king was down on the field. Sure uh, was. Jerry Lawler got to uh, check in with him. And uh, then we were in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. Homecoming uh, for the Crimson Tide. Our daughter is a student down there. So fun to catch up with her and see the Tide Figure out a way to beat Arkansas. No, we may we may talk about Alabama, but uh, fun football weekend uh, yeah. for the Graders. For so, sure. so uh, I was I was at the game late. Just you know, my hours you know make that make it very hard to get over for a six o'clock start time. That's the truth of it. Did you get to catch the uh, the the wrestling match out front? Did you catch all of wrestling night in its I, glory? I, I saw some of that before I okay. walked into the stadium, nice. and, I, and I saw uh, Jeff Crane, the deputy AD yep. for the Tigers. And it, and it it just kind of we just kind of stood back and said, only in Memphis. Yes, you didn't Can get you involved though. Draw? No, I did not get into the <laughs> ring. No, uh, but it was cool. I mean, again, whether we like it or not, I embrace it. You know, it's part of my personal history of you know all those years at uh, at Channel Five and Studio Wrestling on Saturday mornings, but. That is a part of our identity as a community, oh, and it's what it makes us what we are. And and folks were were loving it, eating it up. And then of course you had uh, Jerry on the field before yep. the game. Uh, my, my friend Jimmy Hart also down there w- with Jerry. So it was a it was a wrestling kind of pregame, and uh, I think that got folks fired up. But th- it was all it was all a lot of great of fun and great fun. And uh, again, you know, talking with Jeff Crane, it was just like, man, look at that. Yeah. I know Memphis loves it. They embrace it, and that's it's what we are. I know you've had to embrace it, but where are you at? Where are you at on the on the wrestling? Where are you at? Uh, are you a, were you a, were you a fan back in the day? Are you still there oh, a yeah. little bit? Okay. Oh yeah, I know. I grew up here. I mean, I can yeah. remember when it was before it was at Channel Five with the you early could teach days. Teach me a lot of history at, lessons at on it. I'd say that with Lance Russell and, and Dave Brown uh, when it started at, at Channel Thirteen, and then it eventually migrated over to. Uh, the world famous 1960 Union Avenue. Yep. Otherwise known as uh, WMC uh, TV now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of what we are. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Now, uh, the game itself, yeah. I was unbelievably encouraged through the first half when they came back, they took the lead, and then they come out in the second half. Tigers offense and score immediately, twenty-one to ten, and you feel just great about where they're yeah. at. And all that just sort of dissipates 
as they get into the fourth quarter. Um, they couldn't really cover that tall wide receiver, Chris Brazel, right. number 17. It felt like yep. he just made big play after big play when it counted for Tulane. Um, they ran the ball really well as well, uh, Tulane did. Tigers couldn't do any of that. You had the, the interceptions sort of come in to play again with Seth Hennigan. Uh, it was an opportunity for the Tigers to show, hey, we have this lead against a good team and we can keep it at home. We can win this game. Yep. We can be at the top of the conference. And it all just dissipated. And it feel like, feels like that has been kind of the story the past three years with this team. And I, 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 I continue to be, uh, as an alum, very frustrated. And I think a lot of fans are in the same boat as me. Gabe, I would agree with that. Uh, can't really disagree with anything you said right there. You know, it was all there for the taking uh, for the Tigers. Good, excited, energetic crowd. Uh, Friday night, we all knew what was on the line uh, as far as conference. Now, conference is still there, but that was the opportunity to make a statement about the state of this program. And they let it get away from them. Um, It is frustrating. You know, Tulane jumped out to a 10-0 lead. Tigers come back. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 14-10 at the half. Yep. As you said, it was what 21, 21 to 10. And then as in the we started quarter, the second. Poof! It, it all goes away. You know, the Tigers get outscored 14 zip in the fourth. Um, Hennigan, it, it, as much as I like him, there's still a lot there to uh, not be too excited about. Uh, through two picks, one of them. Not his fault. It was a deflection. Yep. Um, and that really was the change in the game. And that play right there, yeah, yep. that flipped it. That flipped it. Um, I, I got to say, but, but we all know, and not to oversimplify the game, but it all starts with the quarterback. And, you know, this is year two, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, the OC, yep. uh, Tim Cramsey. And it hasn't been there what we all thought this offense was going to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as you assess it and look at the rest of the season, there is still the opportunity to play for the conference championship, and that's important um, for sure. Uh, look, the next one, they're at UAB this week. Yep. As I have said uh, the past few weeks uh, on this show with you, Gabe, every game – is a must-win for this football team. The margin of error is almost non-existent. I'm to the point with this offense. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not saying bench Seth. No way. Yeah. No, he, he's still the best quarterback in the quarterback room. Yes. However, something is amiss with this offense. Uh, now, Tulane's a good ball club. We give them that. But 45 yards rushing on 19 carries. Uh, again, the quarterback play is, I would call it average. Yep. Uh, nothing extraordinary. I think they got to shake it up a little bit. Yep. Again, I'm not saying bench Seth, but I think they need to have a package in there for Tevin Carter. He he's more of a athlete, more of a runner than your typical traditional drop back and 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 throw it kind of guy. But he's athletic. He can make some things happen. Yes. And it seems like they just need something. Need a spark. Um, need some type of spark. Because the running game we thought that was going to be there with Watson and the crew wasn't there the other night against Tulane. 
Um, UAB, again, this is another, even though it's on the road, and Tiger fans, head down Highway 78 on Saturday. Or go down Friday night. Because mm-hmm, right. it's, a, what, an 11 o'clock game, right? Uh, it uh, on is, Saturday? It is an 11 a.m. game. Um, so, so get up and get early. Uh, go down there and support this football team because this is a very winnable game, one the Tigers need to win. The next two are on the road at UAB at North Texas. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what this coaching staff does, how this football team responds uh, to what happened on Friday night against Tulane. Again, great opportunity, and they let it get away from them. And uh, it's one of those you can't let that loss become another loss. Yep, they got it. They got to buck up, and they got to you know got to tighten up. Uh, but when it comes to the offense, I'd like to see something different there. Some just yes. something. Um, but from, it's, the, it's, from the quarterback, it, isn't it always strange? Oh, you get six games into the season, you want something different. But realistically, does that does that normally happen with an offense? You don't really switch it up and do have over like super meaningful changes six games into the year. Now, I, I will agree with you, Seth. I, I don't know if I want to call it regression or just not progression. I don't right. know if he's progressed right. from his freshman year. Seems very um, static. And, and I've always and I've always play. thought, even coming into this year, like. Tevin Carter is there. He was a four-star recruit out of pure yeah. local kid. I don't think he's better than Seth by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think he's a guy who you want starting and, and, and playing every single snap of a game. But maybe a package here or there yeah. for him. See what, you, see what you got with him. Because I think at some point you do have to decide what's, what's potentially next after Seth and maybe sell a little hope to the fan base as well with that. Um, because I don't see anybody outside of Tevin that, that you really look at in that quarterback room as, hey, this right. is the next man up. Like his, yeah. I, I, I've always sort of wondered that. I've always sort of wondered that. And they've had some issues. I think, what was it, two years ago where Seth goes down, you had Peter Parrish waiting in the wings. and That, yeah. that wasn't great. That wasn't great. I remember yeah. that uh, trip down to UCF and how badly that turned out. So you just you sort of want to know what's behind him as well with with the lack we've seen from him, um, but I, I hate to be this guy because I'm I'm going to be somewhat of the optimist, although I haven't had a a massive reason to be super optimistic. Everything is still in front of him. I mean that's that's the truth of it. I mean you you go you go through the schedule, beat the teams you're supposed to beat yeah. the UABs, the North Texases of the world. Now again, that's, right. that's easier said than done. You get another shot against SMU. Here. At home, yep. and that likely could, I mean, if you only have one loss in conference, you could play yourself into um, the AAC championship. But again, like, I wouldn't be the one betting that that's going to happen. But it still is out there for you. It yeah. still is there. You just have to take advantage. Yeah, and, and Gabe, I, I would say this. Um, Tigers are sitting here 4-2, and two, and the two losses are against two really good football teams. Yep. One, especially good. Yes. We didn't necessarily think it when the Tigers were in St. Louis. But boy, oh boy, Missouri is a really good football team. We know Tulane's a good football team. Uh, Probably would have beaten Ole Miss if the quarterback had played. Uh, So I take that step back, not to say, hey, I'm on the ledge ready to jump. Right. Um, But the fact that they're not 5-1 and versus 4-2 and or even 6-0 and versus 4-2 right. is disappointing. Yep. And I think that, one, is a good thing. I don't think the expectations are over the top, but that tells you 
based on the the past success of this program, where this program yeah. is and where the fans' expectations are. So, again, winning a conference championship or playing for a conference championship is there, and the two losses are against two yes. top-notch football If you teams. step back, if you yes. take that step back yes. for a second. But I think it's the way it's happening. Yes. Like the other night, the way that loss happened – it goes, it, and also, it, it, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're again. We talk about this after the zoo game. There's nobody in this fan base, nobody who talks about the team that's into taking moral victories. You've seen, that's you right. have seen the championship DNA that this Absolutely. program can possess. You want to see them do yep. that year after year after year. And if you're going to take yourself that serious as a championship contender in the American Athletic Conference in the Group of Five, you have to beat Tulane. That's there's, right. there's no, there's that's no right. excuses for not beating Tulane. If that's if that's the the standard you're holding yourself to, you got to beat teams like that. Indeed. That is the truth of it. Now, I want to I want to uh, sort of circle back here later in this conversation about Mizzou because yeah, I gotta say I am I am quite impressed. But uh, I want to get to the Pac-12. I know that this is not yeah. it's, it's doesn't have much to do with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, but it has to do with college football as a whole. Bye bye USC. I'm sorry. Oh, we we talked. I think we talked about it last week, Harold. I don't see a way forward that they're not going to lose one or two games, and they got slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, absolutely killed. That's a, that's still a hungry Notre Dame team with a good quarterback, with a good offense. That USC defense is terrible. I think immediately you just look at Caleb Williams and you say, "Yeah, you ain't winning a second Heisman. That's no. not happening." No. Three picks later, yeah, no chance. That was impressive as hell by Notre Dame. But just as much as it was impressive for Notre Dame, you look at the other side at USC and you say that was unimpressive. That was the most unimpressive performance from a potential top 10 team that, that I've seen in a long time. And from a Lincoln Riley coach team. Yep. And that was, I would say, a very un Lincoln Riley like uh, <laughs> team performance. Yes. I mean, it was terrible. Terrible. Well, defense, I'd say that is, it's. Sort of Lincoln Riley. But yeah, offensively, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah maybe yeah. not so much. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at the Notre Dame side of that equation. Uh, five turnovers in that game their defense came up with. It, it, it was just a no contest. And you mentioned the three picks by Caleb Williams. It, it, you know, and, and Gabe, I think it's you know, looking at it and trying to assess that with the world that we're now in and the world that these kids are now living in and prospering from – as the Heisman Trophy winner, all the the money that came his way with endorsements, NIL, and all of that stuff, uh, it is easy uh, to lose your focus about uh, you know what's what are the priorities. Now he's as athletic and and all of that stuff, but when it comes down to a, a huge game like that one the other night, far from answering the bell. And again, yeah. I, I give the the kudos to to Marcus Freeman and and the Notre Dame. Uh, coaching staff and his football team, just total domination in that game. And, yeah, USC, pack your bags for yeah, a different no. kind of bowl game. You, yeah, you know, there's there's no game. New Year's Six there, I don't think. No, and I, I, sure. I saw that going into this week, too. They have just too many – there's too many damn games down yeah, the stretch of the season. Yeah, there may be one or two more there. And that was Notre Dame and Washington and Oregon yeah. and Utah and UCLA. It's just too much. Yeah, and they've got – speaking of Washington, you know, they've got Washington on November 4th, and obviously that will be a huge game, huge game. And that may anything be, Washington plays in and, for the rest of the and, year will be, a huge and that game. may be the the total knockout punch yep. for USC in that game if Washington plays the way 
that we've we've seen them play so far, and they, and they really put the wood to uh, USC in that game. Um, yeah, Oregon and Washington, though that oh, arguably man. game of the year, thirty six thirty three final, and Michael Penix, I I have grown to love this guy. Over, I mean, he's been in college a while. It's not. I remember him at Indiana, yeah. and Indiana hadn't been the same since he left. Yep. Um, but 36-33, 22 for 37, 302, four TDs for him. Um, and they just pulled it out whenever they needed to pull it out. And I, I do want to take a step back for a sec because I love Dan Lanning, and I think Dan Lanning is going yeah. to do a good job. You've already seen him do a good job at Oregon, and I think they could be college football playoff contenders just about every year. Now the transition to the Big Ten is going to be tough, but I think they're well-balanced. I think he does a decent job with that defense, although you just run into a buzzsaw on Michael Penix and those Roma Dunsey and all these wide receivers. Um, but I thought that – I thought that there was some mismanagement of that game by Dan Lanning. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, he, and he owned it. Yeah, I he mean, you, it. Turn, turn the ball over on downs twice yeah. in the first three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, you have the ball on, the, on your 47, and you have a chance to put the game away. I don't – I'm not saying that I don't appreciate aggression. I love aggression, and yeah. I love someone who says, I trust my offense to go win this yep. ball game for me. But when you're dealing with a guy – like Michael Penix on the other side, you got to be careful. If you don't get that fourth and three, you're going to lose the game. He, If he has a short field, he's going to take advantage yeah. of you. Those wide receivers are going to figure it out. They're going to go up, and they ultimately scored. They ultimately won yeah. the game because of that decision. Yeah, and you know, and if I can re- remember the, the sequence there at the end, uh, Oregon's up by four with about two minutes, two minutes and change. Uh, so it was there uh, for them. And of course they they missed the field goal at the end. Yep. And you know, I, to tie the game. I'm trying to remember again all the, the the sequence of plays there. I think there was a time. Or I thought there should have been a called a timeout to position the ball for the field goal. Or they they threw the ball. I think they threw it incomplete mm-hmm. pass. And I thought, hey, run the ball, try to get a few more yards. And he just slung it out get, of bounds. Get, yeah. Get the ball positioned for yes. your kick. They call timeout. Yep. That's not what happened. Nope. I think they did throw it, and they, and they, they threw it way out of bounds. They threw it, and, and yeah. honestly, Bo Nix, like he just did with, he did with what was called the right thing. He gets right. the ball, and he's going to go try to make a play. He sees it's not open, slings it out of bounds. That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. You still have the field goal on the table. But I thought but go play, position play, it. play small ball, field, small yeah, ball, play if you will. for the field goal. Yes, put your kicker in the best position you can. And running that play was not what I what I would have called. Yes. I'm watching the game with some folks. I'm like, run the ball, <laughs> call timeout, put the ball where your the, the hash mark your kicker wants it on, feels comfortable. Try to get a few more, more yards, shorten the kick because as the kick was initially, it, it looked good. It looked good, <laughs> yeah. and it just kept yeah. fading yeah. right. I guess it yeah. was. And I looked at I looked at the guys I was watching the game, and I was like, see, yeah. Talk, run the ball, put the ball in position for your kicker anyway. It didn't. Goes back to your point, the mismanagement. Point, mismanagement of, of that by the head coach. Ah, you win some, you lose you some when some, you're aggressive. Washington's really good, and I think. And when we talk later on, their name just may come back up in this conversation. I would, I would imagine, I would imagine. Um, but I have to say, I don't make it out to the Pacific Northwest all that often. Husky Stadium is fun. Uh, that looks like a f- awesome. 
awesome look, venue. You gotta you gotta give it to those folks. That place was packed out. They are going crazy. Had to have been just an incredible. We always talk about SEC and football yeah. in the South. From what you can see on that one, that's as that's, good that, as it gets. It really is. It really is. And I like the stadium, just how it's set yeah. up. It's just. It's right looks there like on the sound, close. right there in Seattle. It, it looks just, like you're right on top of the field. Too, yes, the way that the way the seats are structured. Yeah, that's I, cool. I want to try to the, I, I well, the, you know atmosphere. I have a, I have a long way until I get very old and 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 decrepit. <laughs> I before I die, I want to go catch a game at Husky Stadium when they're good. When they're good, of course, and they're good right now. Yeah, they no are. Question about it. Uh, now to the SEC, um, one of the two. Conferences that yeah. uh, that that represent the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I want to start here with Arkansas. Lost five straight. Now, Arkansas. granted, we can say what we want to say about how close they've played. I think four, four of their five losses are by a score or less. Yeah. Um, and there, there was no exception against Alabama. They were in it to the very end. They just lose twenty four twenty one. Um, even at Alabama, I thought it was a valiant effort, but it is five straight losses. Yeah. And. This Arkansas program, I don't think that I don't think that their fans have this expectation of we should win the SEC West, we should absolutely win 9, 10, 11 games every year, but I think eight wins and at least a shot of competing for the SEC West is all they want, but two and five, five straight losses, that doesn't do it right. for you. No, I agree, and, and uh, you know, I've seen Arkansas now the last two weeks, saw them in Oxford last weekend was in Tuscaloosa on Saturday, had a chance to visit with the Arkansas folks uh, uh, at both games, and just being around some Arkansas folks before, during, and after the ball game, uh, high level of frustration. Uh, getting close is not acceptable. And, of course, Sam's not backing away from that at all, Coach Pittman. Uh, I mean, they're owning the situation. Right. Obviously, it is not pleasant. There is great uneasiness around that football program. Um, going in, you know, I thought Alabama w- would handle this one with great ease. So I give it to Arkansas. Um, you know, they were down, I'm trying to remember the score, 24-13, I think it was, going into the fourth. So they easily could have could have just rolled it up and played it out. But this Arkansas team – Keeps fighting. They don't quit. They uh, personify, you know, what the head coach is. Sam Pittman, old old line coach, aggressive, tough, never quit. And that's what this Arkansas team is doing. But it's just not enough. Yep. And, again, uh, getting close uh, is terribly frustrating with this fan base. I cert- and I know it is with – Everybody associated with the program, from from Sam Pittman all the way down, uh, they're looking for the answers. Uh, they're just not there right now, and uh, they got to find an answer. They, they got to find an answer. Got to win ball um, games. Got to win a ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what else to say other than that. <laughs> right. gotta go, no, you got you. somehow, some way, you got to go find a way to win. Yep, and they have Mississippi State. At Florida versus Auburn, Florida International, Mizzou to end the year. Yeah, there should be some wins out there, but yeah, if and, like I, but it's still like it's gonna be uphill battle to try to get yourself to bowl eligibility. Yeah, let's be but, honest. Yeah, you're sitting there at two and five, Gabe, and with that schedule you just rattled off, that's they have five games left. 
They got to win four of them to get and to a bowl And a lot of them game. are toss-ups. A yeah. lot of them are direct state, toss-ups. They're at home. They're at home against state. Got to beat. Got to win. Got to beat Mississippi State at Florida. Right now, you'd say that's an L. Auburn. That's. I don't know if that's home or away. I don't mm-hmm. have that in front of me. I believe it's home. I believe it's um, home. I'll check that's that for one, you. you got to win. Florida International. Got to no win. Doubt. So if you can beat State, Auburn, and Florida International, you're sitting there with Mizzou. <laughs> I think that game is in Fayetteville. Mizzou for bowl eligibility in Fayetteville, yes. It's all right there. And obviously to save this season and – I'm not going to say save his hide because I do think unless they lose four out of these these five remaining, I, I think they I think he's safe for another yeah. year as far as job security. Um, Just no but, loss to Florida International. Stay yeah. away from that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Steer clear of that one, but, and I think he'll save. He'll be safe for another year. But, but you got to win. But four, hot seat as but, we go into next get, year. Yeah, you got to win four of the five just to get to a bowl game. Yeah, and obviously that's now the motivation. Yep, for sure. Talking with Harold Grader. Got to, got to get to a bowl game. Talking with Harold Grader, Associate Executive Director of the Autos on Liberty Bowl. Last thing on the SEC, um, Mizzou is yeah. a quite good football team. I I, I, I did sort of a, a exercise on Friday and, you know, explain some of these marquee matchups in four words or, or less. And when Mizzou visiting Kentucky came up, Kentucky was top 25 team. Let's yep. make no mistake about it. They were number 24. My four words were a question. Mizzou, are you real? They answered that in dominating fashion, 38-21. Brady Cook stayed hot. Uh, Defense played really well, stood up. I don't think Kentucky's some great team, but if you're going to be the team that you want to be, you know, Mizzou, you have to go beat that ranked team on the road. We know Mark Stoops' teams are always coached well. They're tough to beat. Yeah, and we've been talking about Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, needing a, a, a statement win, got that a week or two ago. That's got everybody's attention. And when you go on the road and beat Kentucky, now Kentucky, just to talk about them for a moment, you know, they were rolling, now they've lost two in a row. Yep. And you, and you kind of take a step back on that one and say, okay, what was going on there? Maybe a little, little uh, easier schedule to start. And here Florida thirty three fourteen, a little bit of fake. And here you go. Okay, Mizzou uh, again. You, you mentioned the defense, four sacks, two interceptions. You know, Mizzou they were down by fourteen in this game. Mm-hmm. Come back to win thirty eight twenty one. I think yep. it was. They went on a thirty eight to seven scoring spree. <laughs> Pretty, there. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. Memphis, you taking note there? Yes. You know? Um, impressive for Mizzou. Uh, they become bowl eligible. Check that box. But they're thinking bigger things. And, uh, you know, I give it to, to Mizzou. I give it to Eli uh, and that coaching staff. Um, and, again, we were just talking about our Memphis Tigers, one of their two losses, Mizzou. Yep. Real football team. Yes. Real football team. Very much team. so, yes. Absolutely. No question about it. And so, Eli, and Eli also, like when you think about the future of this program, I listen, I always I, I, I love Barry Odom and I was always sad with how that ended for yeah, him, but it had to end, too. I guess. You know, they wanted yeah. to move on, whatever. Um I had my skepticism about Eli, but the way he's recruiting and the way this team is playing right this second, he dropped down 
after last year and said, I've been the play caller. I'm no good at it. I'm passing it off to someone else. He did that. He recognized that this year, and this team is better because of it. Indeed. And, uh, again, a lot in front of them. And right now, I think there's no doubt they are the second-best team in the SEC East. Isn't that? No uh, doubt. I mean. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens, what Tennessee has to say about it when right. by the time That's it's all right. said and done. But outside of that, I'm sorry. I'm not a South Carolina guy. I'm not a Florida guy. I'm certainly not a Kentucky guy after seeing that yeah. butt whooping. I mean, it's it's a fight between Mizzou and Tennessee for that second spot in the SEC yep. East. And I, I think, think that's a fair right evaluation. this second, I think I'd lean, I think I'd lean Mizzou. I think I would, I, would. I would too. Because the offense has shown time and time again that they are good enough. That they are good enough. Now, Big 12, want to bring Big this Big 12. Um, Interesting goings on in the Big 12. I'm, I'm just – I. who else is good outside of Texas and, and Oklahoma? Who else is really going to be able to lift themselves up? I know Oklahoma State's had a couple of decent wins, yeah. and Mike Gundy always uh, makes something out of nothing, it seems like. Alan Bowman at quarterback for him in his sixth year of college football. <laughs> um, but everyone else has two, three, or four yeah. losses outside yeah. – of Texas and Oklahoma, you know, looking at the at the, the the Big Twelve, you know, we got Oklahoma at the top of the pack, six and zero. Texas five and one. Kansas uh, took one on the chin this past weekend. They dropped to five and two. As you said, everybody else in the league, two, three, or four losses. Um, trying to assess that game <laughs> is, I think it's a a competitive a picture of what the transfer portal okay. can do. Uh, where it kind of even even things up in that league, mm-hmm. um, the new guys to the league, and I and I know Memphis Tiger fans take great pleasure in <laughs> their struggles. Houston uh, pulled out one, you know, a, a buzzer beater the other night against West Virginia to get their first conference win as being one of the new guys. Uh, Houston sitting there three and three overall. The other two newcomers that moved from the American to the Big Twelve, no dice. Uh-uh. UCF, 0-3 in the conference, 3-3 and overall. Cincinnati, 0-3 in the conference, 2-4 and overall. The only newbie that's that's hanging in there, BYU, 4-2. and they're, But they're 1-2 in the conference. So you got a lot of folks all packed up there in the middle. And as I said, uh, I guess it was last week after uh, the Red River game with Oklahoma-Texas. It'll be Oklahoma-Texas yep. in the Big 12 championship game. Everybody else is fighting for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and 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 a, hey. and a bowl trip. And for for your guys over for your yeah. guys' uh, uh, intentions over at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, this is a lot of teams that are that are going to fight it out. Absolutely, I mean, you're going to I mean, good options will be yeah. on the table. But it is kind of funny you brought up the AAC defectors one and eight. In conference. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't expect anything that much different. I thought UCF would be better than this, though. Yeah. This has too. been this has been a disaster in Me a lot too. of ways. You know, and as we look at it, I mean, now that we're moving uh, into uh, past the midpoint of October, past the midpoint of the season, you know, we'll start focusing in on some teams. You know, I've had my eye on Auburn mm-hmm. uh, since the summer. Right. Uh, Collectively, that's a team that is certainly on our radar with with Hugh Freeze and that Auburn team. A um, couple of others there in the SEC that, uh, as we go through the next couple of weeks, uh, we we may uh, focus on uh, Big Twelve. It's it's a it's a mixed bag there. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch. And, you know, that's when and to remind folks on the SEC side, we're in the SEC what they call the pool of six, 
where the schools turn in their list. Hey, here's where we'd like to go. The bowls turn in a list. Here's who we'd like to have. But ultimately, the SEC assigns us our team. We have a voice. The schools have a voice, but it's the SEC league office ultimate decision. Big 12 side, different deal. We have the fourth choice of teams. So when it gets to us, whatever remaining bowl eligible teams are on the table, it's our choice. So we're going to, I think we'll have some interesting choices there. You know, then you get into, you know, who have you had recently? Yeah. Uh, the matchup against your potential SEC team. How they travel, you know, all these the, different the things. That, right. That becomes what do you do when you're a bowl guy? Well, okay, those are those <laughs> yes. things, and you have to start assessing and evaluating and what's going to be good for your game, the travel piece of it, uh, so that you're impacting your community. So all of that will start, uh, the pieces will start moving here in the next two to three weeks. But gotcha. um, no clear, obvious team that we really want right now, I'd say, in the Big 12. Yeah. No one's really but jumped it'll, out it'll, there. It'll start we'll to, figure it out. Yeah. Uh, on the SEC side, uh, I, I would say, again, Auburn is certainly a team uh, that I've had in mind since uh, the summer, since the spring, and a team that we're, that we're talking about internally. Internally, And there are a couple more out there. And uh, we'll be on the road uh, yep. here soon, uh, really in a, in a bowl role. You know, right now I'm going to a lot of games as – you know, as a uh, Alabama dad, when we go to Tuscaloosa, you know, I'm sitting in the stands and uh, things like that. But uh, the bowl hat will will come on soon, and uh, uh, we'll start. Well, that's no, that's more work. That's more work when watching ball. That's gonna be more work for you. You're making the rounds, politicking, yeah, talking to folks. But right. hey, it's, it's, it's part of it. It's part of it's it. It's absolute drudgery. <laughs> Now, last no, no, nothing like nothing like being in the ballpark. Now, last thing for you, yeah. and, and we, we'll do this relatively quick, only have a couple more minutes, um, but your college football playoff four as of right this second. Here's the thing. I think most people would have Georgia, Michigan yeah. right in there. And then outside of that, maybe an Ohio State appearance, but wh- wh- where are you at at this moment? Right now, uh, yes, Georgia's one. I'm going to jump out there a little okay. bit. Why not? I love it. I'm going to put Florida. I've got Florida State two. Okay. Washington three. Michigan four. And also in that mix, hovering around there, Ohio State and Oklahoma. I can dig that. You want to know why? Every single conference, not every single conference, but you have four conferences shown. In that in that college football playoff four, and I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy that instead of seeing two from the Big Ten or two yeah, from the SEC. Absolutely, it's good for the game. Yes, I think it just shows a little more parity, which it, it, that has sort of been the the story of this season. I think in a lot of ways. Now it's parity, and then at the end of the day, it could just be Georgia and Michigan fighting it out for the national championship. But it's parity up until we get to that point. And I got to tell you, as a friend and fan of Mike Norvell, he's that would be awesome. Yep, to see them. Not just make the playoff, play for the national championship. I mean, what are we? Lo- we're looking at Miami and Duke. Is what's going to be left yeah. on their schedule? Yeah, I think they can win those ball games. I do too. Just got to be careful. Don't slip up. That's right. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.